If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The opinions on Scoop Squad Truth Squad are those of the hosts and the guests and not those of WVRC Media. Copyright 2023. Hey, it's the Scoop Squad Truth Squad coming from Charleston, West Virginia. I'm Ashley, and I've got Adam Knopf, former council person, right here beside me. I've got Ron in the studio. You want to say hey? I wanted to say hey and hope I do a great job filling that. You always do a great job. Like that, you, that was Adam. This is Ron. Yeah. Adam, you know so much about the city, and I'm just so thankful that we've got you working on our side. You covered city council the other night, um, and more importantly, you brought ice cream this evening. Like, I didn't even know that Donut Connection had ice cream. Yeah, if you can't, you know, make a day of Donut Connection ice cream on Spring Street right beside the Children's Theater of Charleston, right across the street from Giovanni's and half a block away from the... Uh, Capital Midwestern Little League Fields on Bigley Avenue. Are you really a parent? You're not. And I just that I sounds love, like a sponsorship potential <laughs> right there. I love how you advocate for your former former ward, and now Beth Kearns is sitting in your seat at council. Um, but I'm sitting. What is this? Is this is this I ice? You got cotton candy. Oh, no, it's got cake chunk. Chunks oh, in it, yeah. you got the birthday cake. Okay, yeah, it's really good. Both are great. Donut connection, ice cream on spring. And we've got um, J.D. Acres. Yeah. We need more. Um, this is the first time we've had ice cream in a while, and it's like Quite 30 degrees outside. Weird. That was our trademark for a while. Yeah. Well, it is. It still is, because we love ice cream, and we like to scoop. Like, we like to give the news and the gossip mm-hmm. and whatever else. And sitting on my left, I've got J.B. Akers in the studio, who is a, um, a frequent guest of ours and a contributor to the Scoop Squad. We talk about Charleston politics. We talk about county politics all over the state. We talk about city politics. Um, and along those lines, we've also got Commissioner Lance Wheeler uh, with the Kanawha County Commission here with us. Hello, Lance. Hello. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Boy, we have a lot to unpack this evening. We might need more than three scoops tonight. <laughs> we might I, need more than four microphones. <laughs> yes, we've got four microphones, and, and it's not enough. Um, Ron's got the MacGyver microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him about that microphone. Somebody sabotaged this microphone, I think. That, that was your first microphone, right? This, well, it wasn't my first microphone, but it was the second microphone that I used in this building in 1979. <clears throat> the first one was one of those stereotypical RCA Looked like 1940 style microphones. Yeah, well, they replaced these late 1979 when I was in college. Uh, this is a Shure SM7, so we used this on the AM WCHS radio, and the mm-hmm. FM at that time was WBES 96.1. Right, playing easy listening, you know, Frank Sinatra, big band kind of stuff. Um, Anyway, this is a microphone I was on the air with when John Lennon was shot, and I had to deliver the news. And wow. back in those days, we had Associated Press teletype machines, you yeah. know, that kind of, you know, kind of like tick, 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 
Uh constantly and the bells go off when there's somebody that dies or something real important so it just kept ringing off the hook and I checked the CBS news feed and you know they were counting down that John Lennon had been shot not that he was dead yet so that's just crazy we went to that Mm -hmm. I love listening to your stories you know the best part about that microphone is that it's free didn't cost us anything. Well, it should be paid for by now. <laughs> yeah, I think the best part is all the duct tape that's wrapped around it. <laughs> yeah, that's well, that's just the, that's just the mic stand. The mic itself, take- microphone itself is kind of timeless. You We're know, you could put it on any of kind it. of stand. It used to be on one like this or mm-hmm. like those, but, you know, it got relegated. Actually, I pulled this out of the storeroom in the engineering department because it had just been sitting yeah. there. Well, it's it's come in handy, and we love it because that means we get to have more people. That's right. But I want to um, hop really quickly on – we've got so much to cover that I'm afraid we're not going to get it all in. But um, Lance, um, forgive me, I've got notes. That's okay. And I usually don't stick to my notes. But um, I just want to talk real quick about um, what got you into county politics in the first place, and what is your vision for the county? Yeah, well, uh, very good question. Well, mm-hmm. first off, I'm I'm from St. Albans, Ron. You know that very well. Absolutely, and he's uh, married to people I went to school with, which makes me feel really old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I'm from St. Albans, born and raised. Uh, I had a tickling for uh, politics uh, when I was about 17. I got very involved. Uh, I kind of enjoy politics, but I kind of saw that there was always kind of a dark side to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized it was something that I wanted to get into because uh, my beliefs, you know, I'm, I'm a very conservative individual. I believe that uh, individuals have the rights to make decisions for themselves as what long was as... The dark, if you don't mind me interrupting, what was the dark side? Well, I, mean, I think we all hear about politics, how, you know, there's there's greed involved in that. There's uh, individuals making uh, decisions for that uh, best fits their friends or, or so other people. So at 17, people. you knew that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I don't think you have to look very far to see that. Um, so, you know, I decided to get involved. I went to University of Kentucky. I uh, went out of state for that. I worked in D.C. for a while, you know, getting involved in politics. But the mountains were calling me. And so around 25, I came back home. Uh, it was a difficult time. I think we all know the, that era of the 2014 to, to 17 era where, you know, as a young individual, there wasn't really a lot to do. Uh, mm-hmm. The streets were always closed at night, it seemed. Uh, but, you know, I wanted to get involved. I want to do something for uh, the place that I love, the mountains, the people. Um, so I started looking at how could I get involved? What could I run for? And one of the things that I noticed was uh, county government. Uh, county government is overshadowed in the media of how important it is and how much of an influence it has. And so I uh, married my wife. Uh, we you know bought a house together, a little fixer-upper. We're still fixing it up, but it's one step at a time. It never stops, does it? It never stops. And, you know, I I like to come. It got elected in 2020. It was mm-hmm. during a pandemic. You know, uh, you, I was listening to your all's podcasts, actually, and uh, Mayor Danny Jones being on here and saying, uh, don't know Lance Wheeler, but I hear he does great things. Well, that's what happens when you run in a pandemic. You know, we right. couldn't go meet people. Uh-huh. Uh, we were we were lit dropping. We weren't door knocking. Right. Uh, couldn't meet people. There were no town halls. So uh, something I've realized in the last two years that I've been you know commissioner is that a lot of people know the name. It's like I'm a mysterious individual. Uh, they know the name. They've heard great things, but uh, they haven't met me personally. So you know I try to get out there and do as much as I can to to meet everyone. Canal County is a big county. Yeah, it is. Where do you live? In- I, I currently live on the uh, west side of Charleston. Oh, okay. Yep. Do you, who's your city council rep? Do you know? Uh, Janine. Oh, Janine Fagery. Okay, great, mm-hmm. great. 
Yeah, I actually and, just had a conversation with her today. What she's was, lovely. You, what was that conversation about? Uh, she just wanted to talk about city politics mm-hmm. going on. Uh, she's you know very involved. She Jane and I talk almost daily. She yeah. does an excellent job. Mm-hmm. She talks to her constituents. She represents them well. Um, you know, I'm proud to have her as my representative for city council mm-hmm. here in Charleston. Um. So what? Let's talk about your vision for the county. What yeah. What were you envisioning to get accomplished, and what do you want to see happen well, here? Uh, since elected, the thing that I'd like to do is get back to basics. You know, mm-hmm. um, the first one is our demolition of dilapidated structures. You know, when I came in, we had stopped that. That was not active. Okay, let me stop you right there. I knew this would, I knew that you would lead us into great things. Um, because I just had a conversation. Okay, so recently the building commissioner for the city of Charleston retired. Mm-hmm. And I think he's having some health issues as well. Um but at city council the other night, Adam and I were there, and there were six public speakers, and I, four of them, four or five of them, were basically um, people just begging. Wouldn't you say, Adam? Oh, I, I was shocked. You know, there was uh, like seven, let's say there were six or seven public speakers, and then the majority came in, I mean, openly threatening vigilanteism. It was like, you know, fire trucks can't come up here. You know, one related story about fire truck had to like literally couldn't turn around at the end of the street and had to back down. You know, there's dogs overrunning the place and, you know, people can't get to their elderly parents. And, I mean, I've never been to a city council meeting where multiple people were, like, seriously threatening, you know, like, yeah. vigilanteism. Like, we're going to take, you know, matters into our own hands. I was, and all of it was based on just a couple pieces of, you know, abandoned property. I was just shocked. It was powerful. Mm-hmm. It was moving. It, um, they were scared. They're, these people are scared. They're terrified. They're terrified for their children. They're terrified for their elder, elderly um, parents and neighbors. Um, and one lady came up and she actually had a lot of information on one of these, um, drug homes or dilapidated structures on her house. Like she had citation dates and like, I'm like, where did she get all that information? Cause I'm going to tell you right now, I have been calling the building commission for a year and a half yeah. trying to get information and specifically on one property owner. His name is Bill or uh, Bob Johns. And I forget what the name of his property management, but everybody knows him like, and I'm trying to figure out how, like, I want to know on these properties, how much, how much fees, how much money the city has collected from these property owners who own parcels all over the city, upwards of 200 parcels that are all um, abandoned and dilapidated. Um, And I couldn't, I've not been able to get any of that information. So I did talk to Kevin Baker today and um, he doesn't even really know if that requires a FOIA or, you know, what, but man, if you've got, you should be raking in the money if you're the city on fines, right? If like, they if they enforce them, yes. A lot of, yeah. <clears throat> you just wind up with a lien a lot of times on the property, unfortunately. But I mean, I know what you're saying. There should be a lot of money. Yeah, then we should know who what, what what properties have the liens against them. And just if you just open your eyes, I mean, there was a there's a restaurant on the on the east side that sells biscuits. You know where I I go to, and I'm sitting in the drive-through line, and I'm thinking, wow, look at looking across the alley. Looking across the alley, there's like four abandoned houses that are, you know, look like one had caught on fire, but there's four pieces of property I think that... One has. Uh, I think one of those has. Yeah, that, that are just dis- disgusting looking, yeah. totally empty and falling apart. Well, 
Uh, what, what were you going to add, Adam? Well, I was going to ask Lance if he's, you know, had success in taking down these kind of properties countywide. Because, you know, Lance is the county commissioner. He didn't run, you know, for the city. But, yeah. you know, I know the county has similar problems to the city with respect to that. So, I mean, like, what are you seeing out there countywide? Yeah. And, and how closely do you work with the city? Uh, so we don't work really uh, closely with the city at all. The city has their own contract when it comes to de demolition of dilapidated structures. Uh, you know, they, they have a good funding source, obviously. They have a big budget. So we try to use our money on unincorporated areas, which is where okay. we're supposed to be spending county money in the first place. Okay. Uh, but, you know, when I came in, that was the rule. It was just unincorporated. Now, if you know how taxes are pro collected on property taxes, we still collect in municipality governments, right? So those are our constituents. They vote for us on election day. Uh, I said, listen, let's make sure that when we're looking at restarting this program, because by the way, it was it was shut down for a year and a half. We weren't tearing down, enforcing a single thing because of COVID. Right. Uh, this is when the CDC came out and said, mass mandates are done. I said, it's time to get back to work. Uh -huh. And so we put it, I put it on the public agenda. The commissioners voted for it. We moved forward. But what I wanted to do was, I always like to look at a program and say, how can we be more successful? And in government, that's difficult to do because everybody's very protective of the job they're doing. And when a politician, a county commissioner like myself comes in and says, what are we doing wrong? People get scared because yes. this is that this is that dark side of politics I've said to before. People get scared. And that's where inefficiency come from. So what I wanted to do was say from the very get go with staff, and I've said this so many times, I don't care what has happened in the past. I don't care how things have been done. I'm going to ask you how we can do better, and I'm going to ask you for your opinion because you're boots on the ground. You're the one going and doing the enforcement. You're the one going and uh, getting the demolitions scheduled. How can we do better, and your answers will not get anybody in trouble? Because yeah. we got to stop doing that to ourselves in government, Is get, you know thinking that if something bad happens or government's too inefficient, we need to hold people accountable and responsible, right? Well, but we, we also need to make sure that we're not taking away right. the idea of how do we improve. And mm -hmm. that was something I did, and it's been extremely successful. Just this year alone, the county has demolished 150 homes. Uh, a lot of the, uh, we have a lot more, I think 70 to 80. The number keeps changing every time I ask, so mm -hmm. apologize if they're off. But we have 70, 80 waiting. You know, they're, they're in backlog. And then we have even more that we're going through the, the initial process with. So we yeah. hope to have over 300 homes, uh, and not homes, we call them structures. Mm -hmm. Nobody lives in these homes. All right. We don't go and kick off, you know, kick grandma out of her home because we judge sure. how she lives. Uh, these are dilapidated structures. They're hazards to the community, and they need to come down because they're blight and they're taking away property values. Okay, let me ask you this. Does the county have a system, a centralized database that keeps track of these structures? Yeah, so we do in, because internally. Because the city does not. Yeah, internally we do. Um, mm -hmm. I continue to get those updates from staff. Now, we've never had anyone, Ashley, ask for it. Uh, we could give you the list and show you where we're at, but mm -hmm. Uh, we, we do have something like that. And that's so that I can be informed. Uh, you know, I asked for it. I said, I want to I be informed what's going on. Everyone calls me the demolition commissioner. When we got the ARP funding that came from the federal government, yes. one of the things that I said was, why can we not use this money in the guidelines for demolition of dilapidated structures? Uh, it was not in the initial guidelines. I, with the county commission, sent a letter to uh, uh, 
Joe Manchin's office, Senator mm -hmm. Joe Manchin's office. We asked them to please tell the Treasury to consider this. Uh, I'd like to thank Senator Joe Manchin because he did send that message to the Treasury and it did get in the final rule. So a wow. million dollars of our ARP funding that we received, the Kanawha County Commission, right. I put it towards demolition of dilapidated structures. That's how that money should be spent. What's What's your average cost to tear down a house right now? What's your average cost to tear down a house right now? About ten thousand. <clears throat> so, yes, yeah, so that's that's stayed about the same yeah. as it has been. Yeah, we, we we bid it out, so that's how we save money. First off, you know, you always have to bid out process like this legally to make do you, sure. Do you take the lowest bidder? Uh, yes. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, that's that, going to lead doesn't us. Doesn't always right happen in, in the now, city. But. Now, I will say we have not. It's a six-year contract. We have not rebid this out since I've been county commissioner, so I have not had that vote yet. But yeah, any time that we have a, a bid out, we we take the lowest bid. The only time we wouldn't take something that's not the lowest bid is that if there's something against the company or we have used them before and we know that they're not at a markable rate, right? So they they've come in extremely low, and we know for a fact they cannot do this service. There's just no way possible at all. But as county commissioner, I don't think I've ever had a situation where we didn't take the lowest builder. Well, Lance, I wanted to thank you for spending ARP money on that, on you know, at the county level because at the city level, you know, we're using our ARP money to uh, you know buy food trucks and a million dollar you know, food yeah, other things you yeah. know, that aren't necessarily infrastructure related. And and you know, I don't want to go into what the city has done right. with their ARP funding. Uh, no. That's up to the city and right. their elected representatives. But uh, you know, but for it the does county, you. well, and for the county, you live in the city, absolutely. But for the county, we have taken every single ARP request that we received anytime we mm -hmm. spend money it goes on a uh, on a public meeting we we yeah. discuss it as county commissioners to the public and each individual uh, is, is uh, transaction is voted on by us okay and I tell you what why don't we take a break real quick wait Ryan did you say are you ready for a break okay I just want to make sure he was ready he's ready he said he gave me the thumbs up so I guess he's ready for a break I wasn't really ready yet well, I know, but we got to watch the clock. Okay. We don't All right. So we'll mess be. It up. That was our first scoop. That was a doozy. And we'll have the second one coming right up while Lance finishes his ice cream. We'll be right back. Scoop Squad Truth Squad is brought to you in part by T Graphics on Charleston's west side. For 38 years, this Charleston based business has provided in-house professional screen printing, commercial-grade heat transfers, very important to set us apart from the cricket world, and embroidery, promotional products, advertising, specialties, distribution, serving clients locally, regionally, and nationally, superior service, quality goods, and on-time delivery. Call 304-345-4816 or go to tgraphics.com. That's T-E-E-graphics.com. And by Quinn Computers. With many of us working from home, connectivity is more important than ever. Let Quinn Computers in Spring Hill take care of all your computer challenges. Computer and laptop service, all brands. Network troubleshooting and repair. Wireless network, VPN installation and support. Security and firewall installation and support. Backup and recovery service, remote systems administration. www.quintechnology.com. That's www.quinntechnology.com. You're listening to the Scoop Squad Truth Squad, brought to you in part by Quinn Computers in Spring Hill and by Eggplant on Bridge Road. And you're back with the second scoop of the Scoop Squad Truth Squad. And um, 
we were talking with Lance Wheeler, county commissioner, and we're just talking about dilapidated structures. And um, I just happened to have a conversation with um, the attorney, city attorney Kevin Baker today. And um, JB, you can maybe chime in on this. I know Lance doesn't want to get into city politics and be critical of of that process, but I can. Um, but Dumpster fire. Yeah, I. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> well, you you know, Lance is talking about ARP money, and the city does not have a centralized database at the building commission for these structures. So nobody nobody knows really what's going on day to day, week to week, year to year with these properties. They really don't. And um, my thought, and I asked Tony Harmon this maybe a year and a half ago, and he told me that. The county com- or that the um, building commission was currently working with something called Tyler Enterprises or Tyler or something. I've got it in my notes to overhaul the system to, um, in essence, create a, a centralized database as well as to connect, um, you know, city agencies together, right? So that people know what's going on with these structures and the fines and all that. Um, he told me that a year or so ago, and I talked to Kevin Baker today, and he's and I asked him about that. I like he's like, well, you know, we're currently in the process of trying to, you know, get all of this going, but it's going to be about it's going to be two years or it's two years. I'm like, oh, that's convenient. Right, right about the time she's done, <laughs> you know, her two years, she's Started not going to run again. for governor. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what? Wh- I, I, I'm just not understanding what takes so long, but maybe there's no money. And t- Tony did tell me that. He's like, at his our first conversation a year and a half ago was, there's no funds. And our second conversation was, well, we're working on it, you know. Well, there, there are funds if that's what you prioritize. And, you know, when in 2018, when I ran for mayor, you know, we did the math. And you could have torn down every vacant, dilapidated structure in Charleston in one mayor's term for, it was a couple million dollars, uh, based upon the same numbers that Lance is paying contractors right now. So if you if you had dedicated that money to that fund, you can mm-hmm. do it. But if you dedicate the funds to something else, then there's not enough money. That's right. true. So it depends on what you dedicate the money to. So if you're not dedicating the money to that, and I'm not saying that Charleston's not tearing down any houses. They're tearing right. down some, but it's not the pace that it should be. Right. It literally, you know, if you can't do it in one term, it probably should have, you could have had it done by now. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, just, it just depends on what you want to do with the money. I want to ask Lance one quick question. Though. Yeah. All three county commissioners have voters in Charleston. I'm just always curious. I mean, the city and the county, and it's been this way since before you were commissioner, and it still is now, I think. You sort of have a gentleman's agreement, I think, that Charleston will handle its own issues and the commissioners will deal with everything else. But a significant number of your all's voters are in Charleston. Yeah. So how do you all handle situations on a practical level? If you have a voter, for example, on the west side who calls to complain about something, and they're one of your voters, they voted for you, yep. you just say, sorry, that's a city issue? No, no. Uh, I, I see how I can help the, uh, the the voter out, whether it's in the individual, whether it's through my contacts. I've, I've had a couple situations like that. You know, I have a good relationship with the with the city. So, you know, if I need to call uh, Matt Sutton and say, "Hey, Matt, can you help me? Uh, you know, take care of this this individual." They they usually do. I, I don't have any issues with that. Uh, but when it comes to like the bigger projects, you know, we. 
One thing I do want to do, and I've said this actually on Dave Allen's show just on uh, last Thursday, was you know we need to be working together more often, and we have been doing that. You know, whenever uh, the city of Charleston and the county commissioner are working on a project, we need to be working together. We need to make sure that we're using the funds correctly, but we're also using our funds together. Right. This was a problem, and what you said there is correct. But this was a problem before my time was where it was city of Charleston spent their money on their own pickleball court, and then Canal County Commission would spend their money on their own pickleball court. And what you found out was we all both spent double the amount of money. Right. Duplicitous service. And we have right. too many pickleball courts. Yeah, well, you, <laughs> something you just said makes me want to ask you a question. I'm Go sorry, ahead. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but uh, one big collaborative project that was announced uh, uh, last year or within the past couple of years is the uh, proposed sports complex. Yeah, that's on my list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, With the aquatic center. Th- yeah. Does, does the county commission have a dedicated source of funds for that? I mean, in, what, what's the county's... Uh, portion of that is this a 50 50 project is it 70 30 60 40 i mean did you guys talk about that before it was announced uh no so not 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 that i know of but what i do know is that those uh numbers are still being discussed at this point i would assume it would be 50 50 but you know there's a lot of different mechanisms that go into this this is that's a large project and i said that from the get-go 80 million dollars i mean i'm I'm not pointing the finger at you yeah i just want to make this is my own personal (laughs) statement you don't have to answer respond to it but i think it is outrageous to the nth degree that a project of that size is announced by anyone. I don't care who the politicians are. And they say, that we're, this is going to happen. We're going to do it. And there's not a penny of revenue set aside or dedicated, apparently, by anyone that I can tell from the city level or the county level. Uh, I don't know where the money is supposed to come from. They just said, this is a project we're going to do. And I've never heard one time where the money is going to come from. And the media who was at that announcement, not one media member said, how are you going to pay for this? Everybody just clapped their hands, which I thought was a it was a, a failure on behalf of the media who attended that event, frankly. And I've got a lot of friends in media, but I would say that to them. I'd say, no, none of you all asked, where's the money coming from? And this is a huge project, like Lance just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, that was not directed at you, Lance. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you weren't the guy out there leading the charge on behalf of the county no, for that. But but I, I will say this. that the First off, the Capital City Sports Complex concept is a great idea. I think it would be something that would be great for economic development in Charleston. I think it would be really good for, uh, you know, Canal County as a whole and then, you know, our, our tourism as well. But what we need to do is also understand that, from my perspective, what the announcement showed on the beautiful, you know how easy it is to create a 3D diagram? Oh, yeah. Very easy to do. You know how hard it is to build it? Extremely difficult. And so I think we're yeah, getting... Yeah, but that's kind of what we're saying. We're not stupid idiots out here. Yeah, well, like, I, I, I agree. You know what I mean? Like, we uh, and all I, and know I said that. The pictures look nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But, but I think those people do think we're idiots. I well, think you're right. I feel that way. I think the final... Uh, design is going to look really nice. I don't know if it's going to be exactly what was initially showed, but I think it's going to be very nice. It's going to be good for the environment or the uh, economic development, and I think it's going to be uh, good for us. I think that was an election year design, frankly. And again, that's just yeah. my comment. Not, no. a- not aimed at Lance, but I think it was I've, made to look as bright I want to give a similar JB I think uh, you're right. kind of disclaimer here about it being my opinion. You don't have to answer unless you don't want to. But, uh, you know, so you're, we're not going to have any more listening sessions from the county in the foreseeable future. You know, the city had like 30, right? No, I mean, the city you know, jokingly had, you know, four or five listening sessions mm-hmm. to listen about a project that, yeah, had no revenue source and, and it doesn't and even own the land. You had know, they uh, discussed, the county, is the county um, going to come up with any of these listening had, sessions? Had, had they discussed around? TIF financing, t- uh, tax increment f- uh, financing? I actually asked about that. I don't think that's possible because the uh, 
It's in uh, one already. There's already a TIF district there. Yeah, the mall. The mall is in a TIF district. Yep. You can't. So, will the county host any more listening sessions, or are we all done with that? Uh, we hosted five listening sessions. We took a lot of them outside of the city because we figured if this is going to be something that the county was going to get involved in, then outside of the city of Charleston deserves to have that listening session. I actually was <laughs> the one that led the listening session. The last one that we did was in Sissonville. Uh, since that time, we have put an RPV out for uh, engineers to make the designs for us so we had to go through the bidding process have an engineer come in this is where we look at maybe doing a building a joint building commission so this is members that the canal county commission appoints along with city of charleston and then we can determine how that design is going to look from that point and then where that funding source would come from i was yep. going to say do people in your at your listening sessions they ask where the money's coming from not or? at my listening session okay. no. no all right but construction was supposed to start this year though right allegedly you know that's what i heard i i was a little skeptical of that i'll be honest and i said that i was very vocal about that so i'm not going to tell you all anything right. i hadn't said mm -hmm. uh either publicly or within the office of the staff uh you know i was a little skeptical of that you know we have water projects we have seven water projects going on right now yes and they have been years in the making yes. this is you know construction's <laughs> not easy especially this uh, post pandemic yeah. era yeah well i mean i i i, I have my sources at the state level and um, I know senators, um, and I have conversations with them. And um, several of them had, you know, when I ask about this, they wave their hands and say, no, that ain't going to happen. You, you don't think the state is going to support it or the senators? Uh, um, they're not going to pay for it. They're not going to pay for that's it, I mean. and they say there's no money for that, and that's probably not going to happen. That's what that's what I, you know, I've been told. Now, we, we did put uh, congressional-directed uh, spending requests, mm -hmm. which, you know, Really, in honesty, it's just earmarks. They just renamed it. Mm -hmm. uh, but we did send those to uh, uh, Senator Manchin, Senator Capito's office. And okay. last I heard, I want to say that the Senator Manchin's did go through the, the committee, but that okay. doesn't mean it's finalized. I didn't mean to hijack. We're probably no, that's move, fine. Move on to something else. And yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to talk to you about water projects because that I, that was my first county commission meeting. It was wonderful to see you there, by the way. I, I, I didn't know why you were there at the time. Yeah, I, was I don't think there. everybody was really looking forward to her being there. I was just there, and I, I was late. I started looking through the agenda, thought I missed something. <laughs> I was like, is there something that I missed? No, I had never been to a county commission meeting, and well, I had the time wrong, and I was late. You're welcome to any county commission meeting. Oh, I know, meeting. and I'm, gonna, I'm going to be at um, a, a future one. Um, but And as a woman, <clears throat> I mean, I'm a woman, I identify hey, and she's, she's the only one, one in the room too <laughs> and i'm among amongst men um but women like to talk about you know relationships and dynamics and i'm really curious because that that council meeting or that um, commission meeting that i was at was quite heated mm -hmm. and you know you may not be comfortable with this and i get it but i, I wanted to ask you just about the dynamics of that dynamics of the commission you seem to be the odd man out. You were frustrated. Um, Commissioner Carpenter Carper was pretty um, aggressive in his questioning of some people who were doing work for the county, and you were vehemently defending them. I mean, what's it like? This show is about Republicans and Democrats coming together to make um, their city better or their county better, the world better. How does that work up there for you? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, you're right. You know, Republicans, Democrats need to come together, uh, find compromise, and, and because especially in local government, right? I mean, local government is where it matters most to me. You know, people ask me, "Do you ever see yourself running for uh, you know federal office? Why? 
<laughs> I feel like I can be much more uh, mm -hmm. beneficial to you know my neighborhood and my community being in local government than I can be up in the swamp in D.C. Uh, so, you know, I came in obviously knowing that I was the minority party, you know, two Democrats, one Republican. I can do the math. Two always out uh, votes one. But, you know, it was I've noticed very quickly, too, that a lot of the issues that I have, the other commissioners share as well. Uh, when you're talking about the water projects, I think for me, it's easy. I've been there two and a half years and I'm already stressed. You know, my wife jokes, I'm losing my hair, and I think it's because of the county commission. I don't think it's genetics. But, you know, it's very stressful. And so Commissioner Carper's been there for 28-plus years. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine 28 years as a county commissioner. Well, look right how now. much hair he has. Uh, right? I think there's something to it. I think we're on to something. Um, but, you know, I think he was very frustrated with how the process was going with the water projects. I was coming at a very much more reasonable avenue of, look, these take time. You know, I've told people, people will call me and say, you know, uh, Commissioner Wheeler, you're, you all aren't doing enough. You you told me this was going to be done and it hasn't been done yet. And I say, look, Rome's not built in a day. And I'll say this, you can put your pedal to the metal, but the wheels of government turn so, slowly. Mm -hmm. And especially when you start working with federal money, you start working with state money, you start working, uh, you know, uh, DEP, EPA, uh, you've got to get these permits. I mean, Fish and Wildlife, for instance, is a year and a half backed up on their permits. We can't, we, we can't even get the, uh, the shoreline out at Coonskin fixed right now because we've been waiting on Fish and Wildlife to give us the okay that there's no clams or oysters in the, in the elk. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous the amount of permits we have to go through. Uh, you know, and I said it before, too. I said it early in the show. I don't look at my staff and say, how did we mess up and I'm going to you know, punish you for that. I want to say, how did you mess up and how can I make you better? And I'm going to give you that rope because I know that if I punish you, you're never going to be honest with me. You're going to hate your job. You're never going to be efficient again. And I'd rather you enjoy your job and give me your perspective. You know, I say it before, I always want to hear your opinion. I will always listen to you. And I just ask that you give me the same respect of saying that you'll understand my decision and respect it at are, the end of the day. Are you hiring? Because that sounds like a great great boss to work for. I mean, you know, I expect them to work, right? I mean, yeah. we always expect them to work. And because and if they fail, it comes on us, the county commissioners. Right. You know, you know, staff at the county commission, uh, whether it's sheriff's department, clerk's office, assessor's office, uh, they're not the ones getting the Facebook comments, the the messages, the phone calls. You know, I am. So, you know, I, I want to make sure they're working and they're doing their best. But I also don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Well, it just looked like it, it was two against one. Well, it, and I just it, wonder how often that happens. It, it, it happens quite often. Oh, it, I think it always has, even when Hoppy Shores was, um, was commissioner, mm -hmm. the lone Republican commissioner. Mm -hmm. All right, so um, before we move on to the elephant in the room, I know I wasn't supposed to reference that, but I did. Um, we're going to talk about city council and uh, what went down um, the other night. Adam, And you can you give everybody just a rundown real quick of, of what I'm talking about? What are we talking about, the paving or everything? Yeah. Paving. <laughs> okay. Um, not, well, the not the usual dumpster fire yeah. council meeting. But. Okay, just a specific instance of dumpster fire. Uh, well, the city entered into a uh, $3 million contract um, and then very quickly got out of it somehow. And then questions about, you know, 
how did we get out of it? And, you know, is, uh, you know, anyone have any familial ties, you know, to any other groups? So um, the city had a $3 million contract with uh, Mr. Asphalt. It's voted on and approved. Such a funny name. And then, well, hey, you know what they do. You call it the business. You know what they do. And well, until you finish that word, I was thought you were going somewhere else. <laughs> and there was a dispute over how many Saturdays they, were, you know, the city would have well, allowed. What was the name of that company again? Mister Asphalt. He, he's playing with you. Okay. Um, of how many Saturdays they were going to work, and you know, the city was not happy that you know they could only work so many Saturdays. So through some kind of lightning fast agreement, you know, uh, they gave up that contract and then went to the next bidder, which was West Virginia Paving. Surprise! Well, we know, yeah, which we know at one point, you know, the 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 chief attorney for West Virginia Paving is uh, Mayor Goodwin's husband. So I'm sure you know, there, there were lots of council members, well. you know, that that had questions, you know, about that. Uh, you know, and leading off was Pat Jones, who's you know been on the show. Um, you know, he asked how quickly. You know, how, you know, how does this happen? You know, like nobody ever gets out of a government contract, you know, with this kind of speed. And uh, Shannon Snodgrass uh, is a Democrat city council member. You know, uh, she asked, you know, is this because, well, it is because, you know, she asked, you know, is West Virginia Paving's head attorney still good one and good one? You know, the mayor's uh, husband's law firm. And I mean, the mayor came out with a hard no. Like literally, it's the first time I've seen her so resolute. She was like, no. And then, you know, wanted to move on to the next question. Um, so know, how do we know that? You know, I, I how guess, do we know, you know that? You know, and, and you know what, what? Who is their law firm now? Well, JB, what, how, like you were um, city clerk, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I still how, had my how, law firm open, but I was city clerk at the yes, same time. Yes, but yeah. how, um, is this situation uncommon? Well, I mean, I've never... I've never seen the city. I've never seen it happen like that in terms of a significant contract where the city enters into it, and then all of a sudden, with that type of um, that quickly, they just get out of it again. So, I'm. I'm you mean I'm, there there was there would be typically um, maybe mo- like money, like compens- com- compensatory. I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, like, hey, I, well, I don't know what the discussions were behind the scenes. I don't know why the two parties decided they didn't want to be in Well, contract I think that's what we're anymore. trying to get down to, but, right? but that's one of the well, issues. Nobody knows. That's the well, issue. Nobody but, that, knows. but again, that's a recurring theme is there may be a legitimate reason why, but if you don't disclose it, it sure makes it look like the reason's not Right, good. because this, this second bid with West Virginia paving was $65,000 more than Mr. Asphalt was um, getting. Yeah, well, well, West Virginia Paving has historically had that contract. They're a large contractor, I think actually owned by a larger international conglomerate. Right, and they own, they have bought up several other paving companies in the state. Yeah, that's why there was an antitrust. Yeah, lawsuit. they're a huge contractor, yeah. So, um, you know, the fact that, you know, the fact that this happened where they got the contract again with no real discussion as to why the first contract was canceled other than it's just canceled i mean the, the council should have been told exactly well i was gonna going say on. wouldn't it have to go back to council or no like if they if they if mr asphalt if he backed out of it wouldn't the issue go back to council or no i don't i don't know that you'd have to have a second bid i, okay. I mean if they're the second lowest bidder that i you know in theory unless there's an ordinance i don't know was about. there only two bids adam 
Yeah, there was only two bids. Well, there's I mean, only theoretically. Two, there's not that many companies <laughs> yeah. because most of the companies have been right. bought up by West Virginia Paving. And I mean, technically, it did come back to council. You know, that's what the vote was: was to you know accept. Well, but oh, one, okay. one, one of the strange things I saw that was reported was apparently the guy from West from Mr. Asphalt said something along the lines of essentially his comments at council that caused the cancellation of the contract were kind of a misunderstanding, which made me think: does I this that. does this mean that? The contract shouldn't have been canceled. Like that was a very confusing comment by him that I thought deserved more explanation. Uh, you and know. that you're referring to the article by Lori Kersey in the Gazette, right? Yeah, it was in the Gazette. Now, so I thought to myself, if what he said wasn't, a, it, it made it appear as though what he said at council was not a reason for cancellation. So the whole thing should have just been better explained. The council should have been told everything in detail. This is a, a this is a large contract for the city. A three million dollar contract doesn't come and go every day. So. Uh, that deserved more discussion, I thought. And that, that is that, that is the problem when essentially the council is told what they're going to do. And the thing that surprises me is, by and large, they just go along with it. They're told you're going to do this, and then they vote accordingly. And Yeah, that was one of the few well, that's the things that actually way. got questions on it. That's the know? easy way out, too. You don't have to think about it. And, I mean, you know, the, the mayor did have the city manager come up, and, you know, he explained a lot of the, you know, what happened. You know, the, the process, you know, of, you know, this happened at this time frame. You know, this happened, you know, then this happened, then this happened. But nobody from the administration explained the why of it. You know, like, why are they getting out of this contract? And or, you know, why, you know, the questions that were asked, you know, the, the reasons behind them, you know, didn't happen. It was just a play-by-play of, you know, this event happened at this time. Frame. Right. And I feel like it goes back to something Lance said earlier. People don't want to answer questions. And basically, when you're a politician, an elected official, that's your job. Yeah. You are supposed to answer our questions. But people don't want to answer questions because then they might have to, like, do something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, then they have to be accountable for what they say. Does that make sense? Well, it creates a record. Eh, true. That, too. You know, I I, I don't know. um, I have not followed this. But knowing how bidding works, I'll take a crack at this. This is going to be, you know, my opinion. Again, I don't know. Disclaimer. I don't know what's going on with the paving. I don't follow the city politics right now. Uh, But I do know in contracts, sometimes some bids will get in over their head. And they don't realize it until they start the construction. We saw it with the dome at uh, at the Capitol. You know, that was supposed to be completed a lot sooner. The uh, company that got the bid was in over their heads. Mm -hmm. And they came back to the state and said, we can't do this. Mm -hmm. So they had to get another company to come out and finish the job. Is it possible you know, is this a legitimate mm-hmm. reason that they, you know, Mr. Asphalt came in, said they could do it for this price. Mm-hmm. They get to start to work and go, we can't do it for this price. And most likely what's going to happen is Mr. Asphalt is going to say, look, we messed up. We apologize. But, you know, we're going to make other bids to other contracts in the government in the state of West Virginia. And we don't want this to look bad publicly. So maybe we ask that you don't bring up why, <laughs> you know, that we messed up. And that's, well, that's a I, possibility. It is, but if you read, did you read the article by Lori Kersen? I was just skimming what uh, yeah. Ron had got here for I mean, me. I think JB brought up a good point. I mean, he, Mr. Asphalt was like, hey, wait, like um, something I said at council must have like come across the wrong way and maybe um, suggested that we couldn't handle the job. And then I'm with you. I think that was confusing. Well, I think, you know, the city or certain council members were concerned that, you know, it might take um, Mr. Asphalt a few more Saturdays to get it done. Right. And, you know, to save $65,000, I don't think it makes any difference if you go over by two or three weeks. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're right. We, we don't know all the quote unquote layers, but anyway. No pun intended. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, right. 
something else I was going to ask you. What was I going to ask you? Oh, I was just going to mention the fact that um, at council the other night when um, they talked about the Elk River trails and that it was announced that there was going to be 800 some thousand dollars, right? Um, a match. Explain that. Yeah, the city wants to, I uh, was looking at uh, applying for a grant that would be about a million yeah. um, to build more on the Elk River uh, near uh, the uh, Coliseum. Mm-hmm. I want to say Civic Center, though, but near the, the Coliseum with a 20% match on that. So, yeah, I think it was 800,000. Yeah, the total, I think, was 800,000 with the city putting in, what, one. 70 or something, yeah. something like that. But, but Pat asked about, Pat was a no vote on that. He, 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 and he said, I'm going to vote no because I cannot vote yes for close to a million dollars on bike trails when Blaine Boulevard is slipping into Falling the river. Into the river. Yeah. And, so and she, an and the mayor said, Oh, it's not a million. It's not a million. And it's 120,000. Well, no, it's close to a million. With the grants, yeah, it's uh, the the total cost of the project is a million. Now the city, you know, only has to put in some amount of that, but you know, I, yeah, I but I mean, if the grant could go to Blaine Boulevard, yeah, that's I, you know, I think that's what Pat is questioning, and you know, he didn't really get a response to his intent of the question, which is, you know, why are we, you know, focused? You know, if we're looking at any area on the river, you know, why are we not looking at this street where literally we're going to lose houses and right. people live in these houses, you know, versus a, a trail near the Civic Center? You know, which supposedly would be fine, or we could get money, you know, from elsewhere. And you know, that's always been one of my concerns about you know Elk River development. Is, is this Elk River Trail going to connect with the Elk River Trail that runs all the way from, I think Sutton down through Clendenin? I think it's supposed to connect. No, it's going to Northern connect Kanawha to the Boulevard. County. Oh, just to the yeah, Boulevard. So, so you know, and and yeah, Ron. That I mean, that's always been my primary concern about the Elk River is that you know, other than really what's there on the Civic Center, it doesn't connect to any of the places. You're talking about, that, I mean, you can take a boat and go up the Elk River, and, I mean, there's nothing there. And, I mean, we joked earlier about, you know, Donut Connection and the Children's Theater of Charleston and all these businesses, you know, that are right there. I mean, but if you why, why are we tra- doing that? I mean, there's you, nothing there. You could connect to that trail and bring in thousands of people who would start here and ride up towards Sutton or vice versa. Or a minimum just start or and, and do it the Coonskin. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, literally, I mean, the, you know, there's plenty of area to, to develop on the Elk River, and we're just so tunnel vision-focused on doing it right there at Civic Center. I mean, I can understand why Pat Jones is like, hey, you know, I got houses falling in, and, you know, we're spending all of our time and resources going out there trying to get a grant, you know, for an area that's fairly well developed or we could go find other, you know, means to develop it. Absolutely. Yeah, made perfect sense. I mean, it was just frustrating. You're right, he didn't get an answer. Well, we, <laughs> we probably bad. better need to take a break so we can come back to the elephant in the room. We'll come back to the elephant in the room um, in the third scoop in just a second. Brought to you in part by Quinn Computers. With many of us working from home, connectivity is more important than ever. Let Quinn Computers in Spring Hill take care of all your computer challenges. Computer and laptop services, all brands. Network troubleshooting and repair. Wireless network VPN installation and support. Security and firewall installation and support. Backup and recovery service remote system administration. And more at quinntechnology.com. If you would like to tie your business with this popular podcast, you can contact me. Ron Hughes to advertise at ron.hughes, R-O-N.H-U-G-H-E-S at wvradio.com or you could call me at 304-342-8131 
You're listening to the Scoop Squad Truth Squad, brought to you in part by Quinn Computers in Spring Hill and by Eggplant on Bridge Road. All right, Ron, you're on, man. Well, thank you very much. We want to acknowledge our sponsors, uh, Eggplant on Bridge Road. I just bought Michael some presents there for his birthday. Anyway, go ahead. Really? What did you buy? I'm not telling a secret. This show isn't he going hasn't to be aired until Thursday. So <laughs> I'll let you know. Over. I'll let you know. Michael, oh. Michael asked for presents from Eggplant. No. <laughs> no that's what he got. Right. So you buy presents for yourself from Eggplant for the house, basically, is what you're telling us. Actually, no, JP. <laughs> okay, that's right. not true. I will tell you next week. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's not going to hear this until tomorrow after the sh- after you know, he's after opened his everything. Birthday. But well, we go on. Eggplant has come on. We got to get to the elephant for households and men and women. And, um, Quinn Ch- Computers, yep. over in Spring Hill, they take care of all of your computer networking needs. If you're a business, they do a uh, great job. And yes. business and re- business and residential computers and laptop repair, or if you're running slow or just you've downloaded something stupid you shouldn't. <laughs> Um, oh, keep that in mind. Yeah. But also T-Graphics on the west side. Yeah. And Claudette Hudson, who does a great She's job. Great. Um, yeah, she is. With uniforms, uh, sportwear, uh, uh, business attire. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as logoed attire for business yeah. businesses. Um, she does a great job. Yep. So we're always looking for more sponsors. If you want to reach thousands of people every week, Um Give me a call at 304-395-1111. Thank you, Ron. That, that wasn't really fast, but... It was as fast as I was going <laughs> to do it. Actually, Ryan could speed it up in post-production. You got that, Ryan? There you go. Okay. Oh, and Ryan says no. Okay, so um, we're here with Lance Wheeler, um, County Commissioner. We're here with J.B. Akers. Um, he is a local lawyer, um, he, but he was also a former city clerk. And we've got Adam Knopf, who's a former um, city council person, and Ron and me. And so, okay, so before I forget, I do want to talk about the Women's Health Center is actually, we found this out today, they are going to, or they're looking for public input with regards to um, a syringe service program or a harm reduction program so remind me to touch on that will you remind me don't let me forget when would that be when next time we meet no before we get off here oh because i want to talk about it okay um well well, let's go back but let's go back to the elephants i do want to talk about and lance i'm sure you're gonna know what i'm what i'm gonna say but um commissioner carpenter carper is i keep saying carpenter i don't know why i want to do that is embroiled (laughs) in some controversy Mm -hmm. um speaking of carpenters I don't get the joke. Oh, stop. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, so, JB, maybe you can help me bridge the conversation because I know it's probably going to be uncomfortable to talk about, but what does it look like? And as an attorney, what do you think the path should be that the commissioner takes? Well, I mean, I, I can't speak for him, and he's a smart guy who's been around for a long time, and he's a lawyer, and he works at a law firm, and he's got a lot of smart people to advise him. So I don't want to be <laughs> presumptuous and, and say this is what he should do, but what this is what I would say. Initially, we could talk about this for several shows, but um, there has been there have been so many narratives placed ahead of the truth in this situation that I, I personally know of. Uh, I know a lot of people who uh, have gotten – Texts or phone calls, including a lot of anonymous texts that have been going around. We get those a lot. Yeah, literally since day one. Yes. Okay. And I want to say this. 
Um, I can't remember the last time I even saw Commissioner Carper, Carpenter. Uh, Carper, you got me saying. I know. I'm sorry. I don't think I've talked to him in 2023. It's, I really it's don't. Freudian. So, I mean, I'm friendly with him. If I see him, I always say hi to him. But we don't have some sort of personal relationship. Uh, I really can't remember the last time I did have a conversation with him. I mean, it's been within the past year. But um, I've seen him at three or four bars. You know. Well, I mean, the I, last month. I just, I, before, I, I mean, I'm just saying that because. You know, I think anytime someone has an issue like this, everyone deserves due process and to be treated fairly. I don't care what your situation is. And like to use a different example, you know, I told my liberal Democrat friends that when the Department of Justice improperly obtained FISA warrants to spy on Donald Trump's presidential campaign, I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican, liberal, conservative, that should have offended everybody. Because, because that can be used against anyone. Next yes. time it could be you or someone you like. So there are certain issues where you should say, doesn't matter what your politics are, you should be offended by and oppose certain things that happen. And in this situation, I don't care if you like Kent Carper or don't like him or have a neutral opinion of him, there are certain things that have been done in his situation that are offensive and should be offensive to anyone. Uh, Such you know, as? Well, by example, uh, the very first day that this happened, which was on a Monday, I think it was May 15th, I think was the day, it was a Monday, the, the 911 call that went out was two-something in the afternoon. I don't know the exact time, but it was two-something that day. I know that the the first text I know of that someone got from an anonymous texter was at four-something that afternoon before the ink on a police report could have even been dry. There probably wasn't even a police report yet. And that anonymous text contained very specific specific information telling people who they what information they should request, who they should request it from, had the uh, officer's name who had gone to the scene had the, the officer's squad car so i want to say out of the gate it became a very very apparent to me that some of this not aimed at commissioner wheeler at all who's sitting across from me but some of this information frankly has to be inside information to some extent to me it's become very apparent that some of this is an inside job by somebody because information well, they've claimed that they have inside information well but how do you get that the first day how do you get that within two hours it's because the people who work in a certain place let it out right and i'm not saying that any of this should have ever been covered up he's a public official whatever the truth is should come out but you don't do two things number one you don't cover it up but you don't also purposely treat him differently and leak this in a way that you wouldn't do for anybody else. You handle this the same way you should for anybody else. You let the facts come out as they should. And it became apparent to me that there were people who were trying to get this information out as quickly as possible to damage and hurt him. Absolutely. And so you also saw um, you know, that information came out almost instantaneously somehow when this first happened. And you had this anonymous texter sending messages around. But I want to tell you this too. Normally when this kind of thing happens – you would see, for example, and this would happen on both sides. Uh, for example, when Jim Justice uh, recently was reported as being sued or his companies, not him personally, but some of his family companies were sued by the federal government for not paying some fines. Then on the Republican side, you had responses that this was a, you know, a political hit on him because he's running for Senate. They're trying to damage his Senate campaign. Whether you believe it or not, that was a normal response, and you see that in politics all the time. In this situation – I didn't see a response like at the statewide level or from some of the usual Democrat uh, suspects to come out and immediately defend Kent Carper and say, you know, this is disgusting that this has come out like this. Yeah, he's, you did not see he, that. He's That's in the true. hospital. Mm -hmm. Everyone's first priority should be his health and him getting better. We'll deal with this when he recovers. And we pray to God that he does because he had whatever else you think about him. He went to the hospital, had quadruple bypass surgery. Yes, he did. He was septic. Uh, these, he didn't go in there for elective procedures to try to cover something up. He was in serious jeopardy. Mm -hmm. 
So the response from the Democrat side, by and large, wasn't, hey, everyone needs to tap the brakes and make sure he's okay first. This is disgusting to talk about this at this particular time. It'll it'll play out the way it does. And what I also know is that these a lot of these anonymous texts that were going out, because I've seen a bunch that went to different people, they were going out to people mostly on the Republican or conservative side because it also became apparent to me that whoever was sending these wanted people on that side of the aisle to be the ones to blast this out, sure. make Commissioner Carper look bad whatever you think of the situation. So I think that they could say, our hands are clean. This came from the Republicans. They're the ones attacking Commissioner Carper. When my personal view is, I think this was coming from people on the Democrat side. And I think they were trying to... Because they didn't want to be the ones. They wanted to use conservatives mm-hmm. and Republicans to achieve something on their own, their own ends. Mm-hmm. They wanted, those, they wanted Republicans the first, to talk about it. Those weren't the first of that type of text that we've gotten. Right. And we had that text probably, did you get it like four o'clock on Monday? He had the heart attack on Tuesday mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, or It was by Tuesday, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And we were recording a show that week. We didn't, we didn't run with it. You know, we, oh, I would, no. We, you know, Absolutely I, I, not. I guess the intent was that we would run with it, but we didn't do That it. was the hope. They, they yeah, want, that was they, the hope. They wanted people like Ashley to go on Twitter right away or to go on her Facebook page right away. They wanted to use people like you, and you were too smart for it, to be the first ones to put this out so then they could blame you for this. And again, the, the fact that this information got out so quickly tells me that people who you would normally probably consider to be his friends or allies had to have been some of the same people not looking at Commissioner Willie at all right now. No, but, it was it was from City Hall. It had to have come from the city or within the county to some level. There's no other way it could have gotten out that quickly. The, the claim from the you know from the anonymous texture that they have family at City Hall, and that's where it comes from. Yes, there, I mean, yeah, this texture has been all over the place. Apparently, they have family everywhere. Yeah, but, but you haven't you have not seen a wide scale. You can probably find some Republicans somewhere who tweeted about this or said something critical about Commissioner Carper. But again, the usual suspects in the Republican side, political operatives who would normally jump all over this and say we have an election next year. This is an example of why Kent Carper needs to go. That's the kind of stuff they would normally say. Yeah, they haven't been saying that. No, the Republicans haven't been saying that about this situation. Mm-hmm. So no, you, they were to let it, you know, work itself out. Well, the, the way but, it should in the justice system. What, is that, what does that say to you, JB? Well, that tells me a lot because you have, you don't have Democrats who would normally be saying, "Let's let Commissioner Carper focus on his health." Um, you know, we can't believe he would do something like this because normally you'd also see, you know, that this is unbelievable to us. We've known him for thirty years. This has never been his behavior. I'll be shocked if this has happened. You know, if he did do it, I'll be the first one to apologize, but there's no way I believe this. Like, you would normally see that from the Democrat side. Yeah. The Republican side, you normally see And attacks. specifically from Commissioner Slango. Well, from anybody on the Democrat side. Anybody who's a high-profile profile, profile Democrat. Mm. So I think the Republicans that I've talked to realized that they were being used or was an attempt to use them to attack Commissioner Carper and that those attempts were coming actually from the Democrat side on this, which is, you know— whether you like these players or not, that's sort of an interesting and mm-hmm. fascinating dynamic. But it I think, is. but I think also on some level, politically gross because you expect Democrats and Republicans to attack each other. Unfortunately, I'm not saying it's right, but it's just the way it goes. You would not have expected, I think, to see attacks, which to me, this is my opinion, are patently from the Democrat side. I think this is where this information initially. Well, came there's from. there's a rumbling, you know, as these things come along that. There are people in the in the Democrat Party in in county and city government that that want to move him out. Well, he's been Kent Carper has been arguably the most influential county politician in Kanawha County for several decades now, and uh, you know I think 
He's got a lot of life left in him. It's his decision as to what he wants to do. You ask me what my advice would be, it's like whatever he thinks is best for his family. Uh, but he's still a very smart guy. Uh, whatever else you think about him, it's like Joe Manchin. I, I'm going to support Jim Justice if he runs against Joe Manchin, if Manchin runs. But Joe Manchin is a fabulous politician. He's charismatic. He's smart. I don't care if you like his politics or not. He's a great retail politician. He walks in a room, makes people feel good about themselves. Those things are all true, whether you like his politics or not. Kent Carper is wily. He's got street smarts. He knows what he's doing if he wants to stay. I'll tell you this, based on what I've seen legally, there's nothing that's come out yet that would force him to resign or quit if it's going to be his choice. Some of these narratives about how uh, you know, he was attempting to bribe people. I'll tell you, this is something else. I don't want to take up all this time, but you're making me. I actually asked no, me a question. No, that's okay because you're definitely. clearing. You you're have, clearing. I mean, air. Lance is just yeah. glad you're talking. No, I know. Let me let me say real quickly, uh, JB. I agree 100 percent everything you're saying. You're saying it for me. The first off, you know, we used to have in this country innocent uh, until proven guilty. Uh, this seems like this was leaked, not from Republican side, Democrat side. I don't want to speak the allegations because I don't know what the truth is. Yeah. You know, I told everybody when people would ask me what's going on, I say the Charleston Police Department is doing their investigation. I have trust that they're going to do a thorough investigation. We'll get to the truth, which is what everybody wants. But right now, what I do know, Commissioner Carper has suffered a quadruple bypass surgery. I'm not a doctor, but I know that that is a serious medical condition. Let him rest. Let him recover. The truth will come out, and what happens, happens. But I'll tell you this right now. I am not going to be going out there and, uh, you know, dancing on a warm grave. Absolutely I will not, not do that. This is Commissioner Carper and his family deserves privacy. They deserve for him to recover and let him be able to get on his feet and speak for himself. Yes. But I am not going to go out there and spread rumors around. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'll say it right now. Uh, I've been receiving those anonymous texts. Yeah. I've been receiving these anonymous texts. And, you know, I have to say this. I don't know who you are, but how dare you? Be upfront with me. Show me who you are. Have some courage. Do you think? Have some do you, courage. Do we know any Democrats now, I will that got say, those I, I will say that. Well, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, do you know any that would Democrats be that got it? To know if but any I Democrats will say that this person has said over and over that he or she is fearful, fearful for themselves, fearful for them, their family. I, I don't know whether that's a a real well, thing look, you know I, what i mean but but i'm just saying um I, nobody nobody if you are taking joy in this situation if you are relishing in this situation there's something wrong with you well, nobody what, is happy about this um it's it's devastating it's devastating to his family well, like his daughter virginia put that statement out you won't find a sweeter person than virginia no, she's amazing mm-hmm. yeah absolutely amazing virginia is amazing yeah. and she's and, the one that this, the daughter that donated the kidney yeah, to yeah Kent absolutely to keep him alive right yeah. and jv finish up what you're going to say well, i was going to say so another example of why this stuff is i think it's been targeted at him and you haven't seen the normal attempts Again, no cover-up, but there are certain things you can do to protect somebody just by saying positive things about them, saying, I can't imagine he would ever do this. One of the early narratives that came out, I mean, the first Tuesday I heard this. This is less than a day after this happened. I started hearing rumors that he had attempted to bribe people, for example. He had attempted to bribe someone who works within the county commission office. That was was the rumor that was going around. That rumor came out day one that he had tried to bribe his way out of this, that he had offered someone a job, he'd offered them a specific amount of money, and that there were a lot of specifics and that it was in an email. And then somehow, somehow the media finds out that there was an email where Kent Carper had offered someone a bribe. So how would the media find out and know specifically whose emails to FOIA? Because the media 
send a request in saying I want all, all emails between Kent Carper and this specific person on these particular yeah, it was, days. It was Channel 13 that broke the broke the story. Well, but multiple media outlets sent that for you in. Yeah, after so the fact. So the only way, this is another example, the only way the media knows what to FOIA and who to FOIA it from and whose names to include is if someone on the inside told them, ask for the emails from these people. Right. That otherwise, the media has no idea who to FOIA because they didn't send a FOIA saying, give us all emails. They right. sent a FOIA saying, give us emails from these people. And then, lo and behold, I've seen these emails because they're public documents, so some people show me what they are. These emails do not evidence Kent Carper offering a specific amount of money to an employee. There was He didn't make a job offer, which is part of a, an earlier discussion, which people can judge for themselves. Uh, to someone, but that's also a job. As I understand, it has to be voted on by the entire commission. No one commissioner can offer can give a job to anybody. So the emails I've seen because they were FOIA'd. We always see all the emails that are FOIA'd as the county commissioners. Right. Uh, the one at question, I <coughs> office banter is what I called it. But, uh, but but wasn't a part? Wasn't there a discussion earlier in the same day about someone had to fill the job at, at some place? There is uh, the 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 reference is there's no job that actually exists. And that any position with uh, that department has to be with that board, not even the county committee. We don't even have a vote on that. Okay. So, I, listen, I don't want to get – I want the Charleston Police Department to do their investigation. As far as I know, Charleston Police Department has not asked us for any information from the county. If they do, we will give it to them. Yeah. But at this point, I don't want to say anything in allegations other than, Commissioner Carper, I hope you get well. I hope you're back on your feet. And uh, whatever the truth is, the truth will come yeah, out. Yeah, the main reason I brought the emails up was not to prove or disprove anything other than to say – Somehow the media knew exactly whose names to include in that FOIA request. Right. Some, so, and the only way they find that out is if someone on the inside said, ask for this. Right. Which to me is more proof that this was targeted. And then you heard more stuff about, so when the emails apparently didn't show what they claimed they were going to, then I started hearing that there may have been uh, inappropriate comments to the officer, which eventually the body cam will come out. Right. I've heard rumors what's on there. I'm not going to say because I haven't seen the body cam. I'll admit that. That's been withheld. So far. I haven't seen the body camera. I've heard rumors. I don't want to. I don't want to speak those rumors until right. I know for a fact. But I, but Do I you can't. think we'll ever see the body cam footage? Eventually, you have to. Okay. Yeah, it'll come out. But I mean, and that is legitimate too. I want to say some people might might say, well, is that, is that being used to protect Commissioner Carper? I think it's actually worse that the body cam hasn't come out for his sake. Yeah, I think I agree. Body with that. cam can be withheld is when the investigation is ongoing. So that is a legitimate reason to not release it yet. Eventually, right. it has to be released once the investigation is closed. But mm -hmm. I would, I would just let it out. Yeah. Uh, well, and and I want to say too, the special prosecutor, because this has been made a big thing in the media, mm -hmm. is completely normal. It's, yeah. It is routine. We. Sure. Our, I asked the prosecutor's office. They ensured me the first thing they did when they heard that there might be allegations. Yeah. They initially reported. Well, because it's, 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 it it's like total you're, sense. You're, it, you it, can't investigate yourself. This there. I mean, if right? anyone's trying to make something out of nothing for the special oh, uh, no. request, that is proper no. protocol. It happens it, every single time. No, right. That, no, that's expected. And if it hadn't been, if the special prosecutor hadn't been named, then that would be suspicious. Yes. Absolutely. One hundred percent. So there's nothing to that. Yeah. No. Well, Ryan's, no. Ryan's in there doing the last thing yeah well and I'll, I'll just say real quickly too um well you guys have stuff to say go no ahead. go ahead no, no, I, I don't I, have anything else to say i'm going to give one a date go ahead go ahead and do your stuff no give your go jb you're wasting time well i was just going to say i think it's also important when the special prosecutor it was appointed in this situation or requested um ken carper was never even cited or charged with a crime in this case so the, yeah, char the charging agency in this case will be the Charleston Police Department. So they has not been charged yet. There's no. Okay. No, that's, that's not that I, I know of. Okay. No. So again, the woman who made the initial nine one one call don't know who she is. She saw what she saw, uh -huh. but the police officer came at that time. 
Uh, we don't know what's in the body cam, but there were no citations or. or well, then why is there issued. a special prosecutor if there's no charge? Well, yet? so when you say it's normal, I think it's, to some extent Lance is defending uh, Commissioner Carper at least obliquely and saying, "Look, it's normal that this happens because you shouldn't investigate yourself." But I do think it's odd and bizarre, and I think he's being treated differently to some extent. extent if he wasn't even charged with a crime, because a special prosecutor doesn't charge anyone with a crime. Right. A special prosecutor prosecutes charges. Right. So at this point, there's no charge. So that part to me is a That's little, a little strange. Well, but if the yeah. prosecutor doesn't want to bring the charges, then the city has to do it themselves. Well, but the prosecutor doesn't bring charges. The the, the investigating agency, the Charleston but Police they, Department, they don't have to take it. The special well, prosecutor won't have to take them. Well, but again, the special prosecutor charges nobody. Right. Yeah. The CPD. I see what you're trying to say. I, yeah. I, I think the I think the the Canal County Prosecutor's Office just want to make sure that they did everything correctly from the get go. They didn't I, want to show any they, bias. They probably shouldn't do it now, unless someone's going to say he committed some type of felony and it's going to be put before a grand jury, which I haven't heard any of that. But I mean, I that, you know. But one more thing, real quickly, Ron. Yeah. I, I listened to part of what Mayor Jones said uh, on one of the prior podcasts. Somebody told me to listen to that last week. Yeah. Yeah, and he said also made some comment about. Commissioner Carper should just give up on everything. He should quit his job. He should surrender his law license. And I'm like, and of course, I've got a lot of respect for Mayor Jones, but I'm like, holy mackerel, let's let's you know, well, slow down a little bit. The the context of that was if if he wants to avoid like national political coverage and extending this, you know, in the press, you know, the, the easiest way to to avoid this and to avoid a long protracted. Um, Press coverage. But, I mean, give up, just give, get give up your with. law license. I mean, I can tell yeah. you, I serve. One of the things I've done is I was in charge of the, the disciplinary board for lawyers for the entire state for a year. I, I was, I, I was on that panel for six years and was a chair for a year. And again, unless there's something we haven't been told, there's nothing that even approaches having to surrender your law license. Yeah, I mean, that and, was and I'm not being critical of the mayor because I think other people have said like it could be that bad, and so he 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 must have bought onto that. Or, or, or well, I think he was just saying if yeah, if but this I mean, happens, if it's all true, if, well, there's, well, if there's prosecution, but when someone like Danny Jones says that, some people will say, "God, this must be terrible." I'm telling you right now, unless something new comes out, there's been nothing that's been publicly disclosed that would even approach having to surrender a law license in this situation. Right. right. Now, I mean, is it something you may have to explain? Sure, yeah. at, the, at the appropriate time. But I mean, it's I, I, again, I think there's been a narrative. It's been purposely placed ahead of whatever the truth is in the situation. More stuff does have to come out. The body cam has to be shown eventually. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as and of, we need to see what the charges are going to. Yeah, be. but as of right now, a lot of what we're hearing publicly is a political hit job against him. Whether you like him or not, that's exactly what's going on. And whether he's Republican, Democrat, Mountain Party, Green Party, I don't care who he is, Independent. You know, everybody deserves due process, and that needs to be kept in mind here. And Absolutely. I, for, to to his family, to to Commissioner Carpenter Carper, we wish speedy recovery. Yeah, he that's, shouldn't even have to worry about this. That's right, one hundred percent. Hopefully, he's turned the press off. Yes, I hope so, and I hope he um, gets well soon. Um, and last, before we wrap it up, because that was a long scoop. Um, I want to just say we didn't get to talk about the harm reduction. I want to put it out there that next. Um, this, what's this, the fifteenth? This never goes away. Fifteenth is. Uh, no, I know it doesn't. It's like a week. Groundhog Day. Uh, June fifteenth, five thirty to seven thirty. That's a week from Thursday. Yeah. So so. If you're listening uh, yeah, to next this Thursday. On Thursday evening. Then next it's a week Thursday, from now. the fifteenth, in at the uh, um, Women's Health Center parking lot at five ten West Washington Street, um, there will be a town hall meeting. They're going to serve you some barbecue. They want to know um, what your feeling is about a harm reduction um, program. Hop in there, Adam. Well, I just wanted to 
let you know that I did want to hop in there and say something. Is I, I want to encourage everyone to go. I mean, you know, I've, I've, you know, this is the first time I've seen it. It was today. And I sent that to some uh, local government officials that ought to have known about this event, and they didn't. So if you want my guess on it, it's just my personal opinion is that, you know, they put this out there and kind of wanted to keep it quiet and then, you know, only bring their supporters Stack in. Stack the deck. And then, it's yeah, and then they're going to go out after this meeting and say, oh, well, you know, we had people at this open house and everyone supported it. And it's like, well, no, none of your opponents well, we knew need, about we it. We need to it's forward a, this to their news department. It's a so typical activist move where they want everyone there who's friendly to the cause and they can say we're all in favor. Yeah, because they check the box. <laughs> it's like when you, it's like, grant yeah, it's like when you mail a questionnaire to one of the Okay, the we're out prisons. of time. Yeah. We're out of time. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we have to shut up now. We're going to shut up. Sorry, Ryan. Um, Adam, thanks for the ice cream. Commissioner uh, uh, Wheeler, thank you so much for coming in. I it was brave of him to come in with all this. It stuff really going was. On. I yeah. really appreciate I'm that. I'm fully so much. transparent. Well, we appreciate that, and hopefully, you'll come back. All right. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks. Bye. Rebroadcast, retransmission, or transcription is not permissible without the expressed approval of Scoop Squad Truth Squad. Copyright 2023.